Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some of you guys are going to go hang out with family and you already know that the pressure is going to be applied by the parents. It happens every time you're around each other. And while they might have your best interests at heart, it's still just the same questions and so much pressure. Let me live my life. Uh, And Jackson Kim, our producer here, goes through this each and every time he goes back home. The pressure from his parents. Yep, not only from my parents, but also from all the extended family who I haven't seen all year. Um, everyone comes into town on my dad's side of the family for Thanksgiving. And usually I'm pretty ready to answer the questions that come up. But this year has been tumultuous when it comes to my career and job choices that I've made. And so I'm not really ready for it. And I don't want to have the same conversation a million times about, you know, deeply personal questions with everyone. We are going to get you ready for it, sir. Because Jackson has sent myself, Mm -hmm. Bert, Abby, and Mo the questions he anticipates on receiving at Thanksgiving. I I, I just want to step in here for just one second. And I do think that there is a cultural difference here also. There is more pressure in some cultures than others, right? Uh, I am of the mindset, like, once my kids turn 18 years old, I have my, my... My job's not over, but you make decisions at 18. You're an adult now. I can guide you, but my vision of your life and your vision of your life are not going to be the same. The kid's priority of what their happiness and success is trumps the parents. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing. Most people, when they go to holidays, are worried about getting asked about when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Questions like that. I have those, but the added benefit of getting a bunch of career and job questions at the same time. <sighs> so much pressure. Okay, so let's go through some of these one by one. And I think, as Kristen said, we're going to equip you mm-hmm. with a couple of answers for each one of these questions or these pressures that you know for sure are coming from your parents. Sure. And as a way to cover my bases, these questions, like you said, Bert, are they they mean well. The intention is not to be rude, but they sometimes come across as rude. Can we turn this into a competition? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would think you of all people would not want to do that. How badly you went down last time. <laughs> so let, Jackson will say the question that he anticipates getting at Thanksgiving. Okay. We all go around the horn with our response and okay. he chooses the best one. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 
Cool. All right. There's no way to do this anonymously, though, unfortunately, like we did last time. So maybe you'll win this one. (laughs) (laughs) If you leave with a shoe up your butt, you're going to know whose it is. (laughs) All right, Jackson, the first question that you know you're going to get is what? Um, How is your job at Yelp going? Um, For those who don't know, I no longer work there. I was let go from that job. Okay. All right. Um, My response for you? That wasn't a good fit, so I moved on to something else. And then when they ask, why wasn't a good fit? It just wasn't, and I didn't see any room for growth or advancement in the company. Okay, turn it into a positive. Mm -hmm. It's good. I like that. Uh, I realized that it wasn't for me, and it did not satisfy me in the way that I felt like it needed to, so I moved on. Okay. I actually got this incredible job at a nationally syndicated Mm -hmm. radio show, so I left there to go work for them. That's good. Uh, and I said, um, look, I'll be honest with you, uh, they made some layoffs, and I was the one making the most money, <laughs> so I was the first cut. I like all of these. I think I'm going to actually go with Abby's on this one. Ah, suckers! Okay. <laughs> right. okay. You are so much nicer to the Taylor Swift contestants that come in here than you are to us, and we know you. <laughs> it's a Swifty bond. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that one's good because, you know, honestly, it, it it makes it so that it doesn't seem like there was a delay in that job ending and me getting this job. So okay. that, that's smart. That's Deflection's smart. my superpower. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to career. Okay, so when, inevitably, when the bird show comes up, um, why would you want to start a career in an industry that is on its way out? Mm. Reverse. Mm-hmm. Go, mm-hmm. bird. Okay. Um, well, um, Radio has changed over the years, so it's not just about what you hear on the radio. Uh, radio is also a podcast and digital, which is very forefront. And the way the Burt Show does things in digital, it's way ahead of the curve. So it's not a dying industry. They have pivoted, and actually, their podcast comes in the top 50 every single day on iTunes. So I'm just evolving with them. Love that. Thank you. Content is always going to be around. People are always looking for good entertainment. Radio is just another way to find it. Uh, Because it satisfies me for what I would like to do right now, and I believe I can save the industry. And if you don't believe in me, then let me know right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My boss, Bert, realizes it's important to diversify. So it's more than radio. It's podcasting, it's streaming, it's video production, and it's marketing. Love it. Bert takes the W on that one. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, hold on. Let me pull it. Abby. Woo! (laughs) Screw you and your parents! (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, This is for sure something you're just doing temporarily, right? What's next? Mm. Kick it off, Mo. Uh, temporarily as in coming to Thanksgiving for my family? (laughs) (laughs) Which one are we referring to? Uh, I don't know exactly, but it's where I know I need to be right now, and that's what I'm focused on, and I'm pretty sure whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be equipped for it. I'll let you know when the time comes. Solid. Uh, It's what I'm doing right now, for sure. As for what's next, I'm in the process of figuring that out, and we'll have a plan soon. I hope not. I'll keep them, I'll keep, I'll stay around as long as they'll have me. Um, I wrote that, uh, okay, uh, folks, here's the tr- the truth. I'm slowly poisoning Mo. Um, so in a couple of weeks, when the poison builds up and he's no longer with us, uh, I am pretty sure that that slot on the bird show will be mine, okay. making it not so temporary. That was between us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why that be me? This is the second time you've brought murder up in the show today. Yeah. You all right? Not really. <laughs> I, I, I think I've established I'm, I'm, I'm teetering. 
Mo, you take the win on that one. Okay, well done. Not really. Yeah, yeah, I murdered you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those early mornings must mean you're tired all the time. Is that why you're fat now? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> oh, bro. Ready? They go right in on your mm-hmm. weight? Oh, they will. They will, for Dang. sure. Okay, all right. Um, it is. Why have you gained weight? Oh, hey. Hey. You, you can't say that to your pa- You can't say that. But you, we can talk about murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, yes. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yeah. I've actually lost X amount of pounds. I'm feeling great about myself. Okay, that's good. Uh, and I wrote, uh, you know, I was just reading last week that there's a link between parental pressure and weight gain in their children. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> All right, which offensive one are you going to take? I like the pettiness of birds. Okay. I'm the king of petty, baby. My shocker, I lost again. (laughs) Look, that's rough, man. That is rough. I'm sorry. That's a lie. Yeah, and it must, like, really take away from you actually wanting to hang out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's honestly, like, Thanksgiving's usually one of my favorite holidays in the world, but this year it just kind of has that, like, extra tinge of, yeah, super excited. I get you. Hey, well, Bert's son isn't able to make it the first couple days in Brazil, so maybe he can take you. (laughs) There we go. Bird Show. All right, Lindsay needs some answers here on a second date update. So her mom sets her up with a son's friend. She was reluctant to go, but she goes anyway. She thought things went great. Clearly, the dude didn't think so because she hasn't heard from him. Hey, Lindsay. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, tell us about this great date you had and how it all came about. So um, I am the last one of my siblings to be single. I would also like to point out that I am the hot one. Clearly. Talk good talk. I mean, my mom's been pressuring me to find someone. And, you know, she tells me that the clock's ticking. But I'm only 32. But it, it annoys me, you know, and I ignore her because she's my mother. But she's been trying to set me up with my coworkers, her coworker's son, for about a year now. And finally I was like, all right, we'll do it. And... I went well out with them, and honestly, I had a really great time. It was amazing. You know, I even told that to my mother, which is something we just don't do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you don't, um, want, you don't want moms to get the W on stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, she's been asking every single day when we're going to go out again, and, and I'm really not sure. He hasn't messaged me. I haven't heard from him. He stopped responding, and it's been two weeks, so I don't know what happened. I thought it was great. I've often asked this question, like, are your parents, do they know you so well that they're good matchmakers or do they really not know who you are? So they're terrible matchmakers. What they see and what you are might be two different things. I mean, we've done this several times on the show with people and let their parent choose their um, who they're going to go on a date with. I think we also did with 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 Katie. We let her mom go through her. her dating app and choose people. As a um, general rule, are they good matchmakers or horrible matchmakers? General rule, I think they see a different version of you, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think they would be good matchmakers. I say terrible. I Ter- think they know you as, as a child, not yeah. as a partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they tend to choose people that fits their vision of who they've pictured you with, mm. and that might not be the person that you're actually into. So he, And here's the worst part of this all this whole thing, too, Lindsay, is that you go back to your mom, and you tell her that the date goes great. So now in her mind, she's like, oh, I am good at this. So now she's going to continue to set you up on these dates. But the truth is you had a great time on this one. So there's nothing that you can point to over the course of those couple of hours where this dude is just fine. Like there was some tension, nothing. 
Nothing at all. It was a great time from start to finish. How did the date end? Um, it ended with, you know, some walking me to my door and a uh, kiss on the cheek, and that was it. Oh, the kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. It's the kiss of death. No, it's yeah. not. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It, it can be. Oh, it can be. It can be. All right, so this is your mom's co-worker's son. Have, has your mom and co-worker have any, had any conversations? Uh, if they have, she hasn't said anything to me. Oh, your mom wouldn't hide this, would she, if she knew? Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. So I don't think they have. But I don't think my mom is going to ask her coworker. Yeah. You know? I would be double I mean, annoyed, she, she too. She goes as far to set me up the date, but she won't, you know, try to fill out the whole relationship for me, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that you didn't really want to go in the first place and then you finally are convinced to go and then the person yes. goes you, that I, I, I would be so annoyed by that. Now, in a couple of minutes here, Lindsay, uh, we'll tell you what we already know about why there's no second date, but Abby, what's your what's your guess here? I, I just think he didn't have a good time like you did. I, I think when somebody isn't making the effort to meet up with you again, mm-hmm. I think we can delusion ourselves into thinking, well, he just liked me too much and he just didn't want to, he just, you know, he's too scared for, I, I just think maybe he didn't click with you the same way that you clicked with him. And I know that's beyond annoying because I have been in that situation where like a guy likes you first or maybe you get set up with someone and you weren't into it. And then all of a sudden you catch feelings and they don't for some reason. And now you feel like you've been bamboozled into heartbreak. So I, I feel you on this, but I just think he's not that into it did your mom and your mom's co-worker work in, work together were they in cahoots or did your mom just know her co-worker had a son that she thought you should go out with and she did this rogue um i think they were in it together okay to be honest um which is really sad because like i said i'm 32 so you know they're they're gonna play matchmaker uh makes me a little frustrated, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping you guys can give me some answers and I'm hoping he did have a good time too. And maybe he's just busy or something happened in uh, between. Uh, uh, wait, 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 here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's stop there. If a guy is interested in you, I'm too busy is not even an option. How long does it take to text somebody? I mean, if he's totally into you, they will find time. So let's make that clear. Uh, and secondly, you don't got time for this nonsense. You're 32 years old. And I say this every time we do this. That's why I think it's a stupid bit. Is like, <laughs> why? like what, what does it even matter? He's, he's telling you everything you need to know right now. You know your name's on the show. We don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid bit on but, my show. But it does so well in the podcast. Right? I, I know, I'm aware. <laughs> All, right. All right, Lindsay, we do know why there's not going to be a second date. Our show director, Tommy, reached out to this dude. We got answers for you. You just got to hang out a couple of minutes to get him, okay? And I promise I promise you we will not ghost you. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. All right. We'll do it in a couple of minutes. The Bird Show. Driving our listener, Lindsay, crazy. She goes out with this dude that her mom set her up with, and it, it went great. Date goes fine. And then he ghosts her, and she can't figure out why. And we have answers for her that we will give her in just one second. Uh, I want to mention this here. I will always believe this, and maybe naively, that um, the sliver 
of or the the amount of negativity and the amount of people that are a-holes is the sliver in society. I still believe that most people are really, really good, but I do know that, and I'm in media, I do know that I know what sells, like yeah. negativity, man. So we get into these narrow holes of just thinking the world is going to crap, but it's a sliver of the people that are real a-holes. And just a really brief example of some of the good ones. I, and this is just an example of one of these that I have received over the last week or so, probably a dozen of them. But I've been dumb enough to give out my phone number on the radio a few times. <laughs> and mm-hmm. listeners uh, have put that in their phones. And from time to time, I will get text, right? And I get a random one this morning. I don't even know her name. Uh, and it just says, hi, just a weird random text from a stranger checking in, making sure you're okay. But wanted to also make sure you have plans for Thanksgiving. Oh, mm-hmm. just so random. So let me answer both of those. Uh, am I doing okay? Well, for a guy that has the realization that I'm gonna grow old and die alone, I'm doing fine. Uh, uh, for, for a guy that is now a quarter blind, uh, I think I'm doing fine. You're eighth blind. An eighth? Yeah, Cassie brought it up because you got two eyes. Ah, uh, that's right. Mm. I'm just an eighth blind. See, look. See? The, the, it just got, the, the day just got better. <laughs> All right. We're also looking up. You can't see it, right. but it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you, but I do have Thanksgiving plans. I'm going to be with my son in South America, and we're going to be having a great time. But yeah. I just wanted to, people are good. They are. People are good. And this is the time of year where we can feel it for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then come January, everybody sucks again, you think? <laughs> um, but no, most people are good, and I will always believe that. One guy that's not good is this dude that bailed on Lindsay here. Um, so Lindsay was just telling us that uh, she can't figure it out. Uh, her mom set her up on a date. She doesn't like the fact that the date went great um, because mom set her up. And then all of a sudden, this dude just goes away and there's been no contact. So he ghosted her. All right, Lindsay, um, our show director, Tommy, reached out to this dude and found out exactly why there has been no second date. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Tommy, all tell right. you. So I reached out to Toby. I explained our second date update and the fact that he had pretty much ghosted Lindsay, and we want to know why. And he replied. He said the date was all right. However, I wasn't exactly on that date for the usual reasons. My mom's been on my case for ages to meet someone new, and she wouldn't stop talking about setting me up with Lindsay. Honestly, the only reason I agreed was to get her off my back. I've actually got a girlfriend already. What? My mom's not her biggest fan, mm. to put it mildly, mm. so she keeps trying to match me up with other people. Wow. Wow. My girlfriend and I thought if I went out with Lindsay just once, so his girlfriend was kind of in on it, my mom might finally chill with the matchmaking. I told my mom we didn't click, hoping that would end it. I really didn't mean to drag her into this drama of mine. I feel bad about it. (laughs) She seems great and definitely deserves someone who's all in. Sorry for the mix-up and any confusion it caused. I had to break it to Toby, but he just made it way worse because now he's given the hope to his mom that he's willing to say yes to date. So he, in her mind, she's probably thinking... That he's like ready to to get out of this relationship, but that's not the case at all. But poor Lindsay, I'm so sorry that you were yeah. collateral damage in all this. Yeah, screw Toby. Um, you're the one here. I, I think you nailed it. Co- total collateral damage. But the good news is it has nothing to do with you. 
And you don't yeah. want to be a man who can't stand up to his mom. Facts. Uh, that's true. Or a man who's willing to go on dates if he's in a relationship. So right. uh, hard pass all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this definitely sucks. Um, but it's, this is so not about you. This is about him and his mom. And he said you were great. And, you know, who knows? Yeah, I just feel like he could have been honest from the start. He could have, but you dodged a bullet. I mean, he's a grown man, and this is the way he decided to handle the situation. I am super shocked that he has a girlfriend that went along with it, too. But, I know. Yeah, that is odd. Right? I would never guess yeah. that something like that would happen. Like, let's that's so on, weird. Let's chew on that one for a second. Yeah, so if the guy I'm dating comes to me and says, hey, my mom doesn't like you, and she really wants me to break up with you, but I'm just, I need to go on this date to get her off my back, you cool with that? I'm not cool with any of it. Oh, hell no. No, how could you be? I think it's kind of devious on the girlfriend's part because it obviously ended horribly and now Toby's never going to let his mom live it down and now she's going to get all this crap from her son that she was trying to get off the girlfriend's back. So, you know what? I think really the girlfriend's the true winner out of all this. It's layered. All right, Lindsay, but it's not about you, so you got that going for you, right? Right. Thanks so much. All right, you're welcome. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. You know what I don't have a stomach for anymore? People. Uh, no. No. I date people for the most part. Good. Uh, it's the little lies I've been telling to myself. And one of the little lies I've been telling to myself is for years and years and years is that I'm fine being alone. Nah, I'm not. Are you, <laughs> are you just not realizing this? Um, well, here's what I used to think is that um, I really love my alone time. Mo and I used to bond on this. Mo does alone time so well. He's in his apartment. He goes out to dinner by himself. Really, really love it, right? Mm -hmm, I do. I thought I did also, but I always had something in the house that was generating some kind of life and electricity, right? <laughs> so here I am in my new house. And I just moved the furniture in and everything else, and there's nothing. There's just me, and I only have my 16-year-old 50% of the time, and I've been in this house now a few nights, and there's nothing else except me and the plants, and they are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think you do alone well. I don't think you do lonely well. Mm. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is true. It is, And I'm fine during the day, but come like 7 o'clock, yeah. 7.30, when it's awfully quiet, there's nobody else in the house, there's no electricity, let's get a little bummed out, right? So I promised myself that I wouldn't even dabble in anything that would draw from my, that would make me responsible for at least the next six months. So I was going to do this alone. And a lot of people had suggested that I go and retrieve Tyra, the English bulldog I, I gave up also. Mm -hmm. But I can't do that, man. I already gave her away. She's got a new home and stuff. So You I didn't give her away. You rehomed her. I rehomed. Okay. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I rehomed her, and she does have a great owner as a vet, and he's really taking great care of her. I can't pull her out of that. That's his dog now, right? So I have been starting to maybe dabble no. in the idea no. of just getting something alive in the house. And Abby here didn't help the situation a couple of days ago. You want to explain that? Yeah, yesterday, or not yesterday, over the weekend, one of my friends was like, hey, there's all these French bulldogs for sale, and you can get them for a sweet deal because normally these dogs are like thousands and thousands of dollars but all you have to do for these little Frenchies is just pay a small rehome fee. 
So I reluctantly say, look, Abby, I'm not into this. So what does she do? Send me pictures of all these puppies. So now my, I'm starting to think, okay, maybe I should have some wiggle room here. I can already feel Kristen's judgment from this side of the studio saying I just need to do myself right now, right? Well, you, you that and also you have to recognize your lifestyle and like... You travel a lot right. and you have a lot of trips lined up here in a very short period of time, mm-hmm. which wouldn't be fair to the pet. So if anything, focus on you, mm-hmm. focus on your son, focus on your travel. And then in like six months, think about adding a pet to the fold. Okay. So is there any negotiation on this six months? So the, <sighs> travel, <laughs> the travel is only going to happen until after the first of the year. And then I have to come you back to always, a lonely dead home. You are always <laughs> traveling, sir. Don't even try to convince us otherwise. So not only have I started th- thinking about a dog, which I've done so many times, and the Frenchies are probably out of the picture for me. I told you guys before, I've had to put to put down too many English Bulldogs and they only live like seven or eight years in this last one, Riggins, it devastated me. I've told you guys before that I can, I'm pretty dark. I can joke about a lot of things. I can joke about my dad being dead. Mm-hmm. I cannot joke about my dogs being not with us anymore. I well, can't. Yes. The fact that they are unalived. Right. <laughs> they are unalived. So when you were suggesting the Frenchies, they don't, I don't think they live really long lives either. Um, I mean, I don't know the research on it, but I mean, they're so cute. I think those seven years would be worth it. I have had a dream for like the last seven years, though. Seven years? Seven year dream? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. (sighs) Those little itty bitty pigs? Yeah. Are so (laughs) cute. They make these little itty bitty pigs now, right? Mm -hmm. That are like this big. And if you get the right breeder... I might have Googled it yesterday. There's one in Idaho that has, like, blue ribbon, little piggies, like, this big, right? Like teacup piglets? Well, the teacup, that's um, that's kind of a lie because the teacups, they get big. Okay, They gotcha. get huge. But there are a couple of breeders around the country that make these little, little bitty piglets, and they don't get much bigger than that. Ew. <laughs> so it could be a possibility. And they are very well trained. They can mm-hmm. be trained like a, a dog. They're very smart. Hypoallergenic. They're actually very clean animals as really? well. They you are. You can cuddle them. They are great. So I was thinking maybe yeah. a pig. They also live for like 20 years. Right. So you want a pig for 20 years? Yes. I don't want something that's going to die on me in seven. I want to die before this thing does. Okay. Who okay. watches a pig when you go out of town? You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Jimmy would be over the Amazing, moon. Amazing, right? Yes. But, yeah, Bart, my husband, that would never happen. And then Willie, our 120-pound dog, is going to look at that thing like it's a little strip of bacon. <laughs> People will do anything except for just get a cat. That's what you need. That is exactly right. That's I will not. In fact, <laughs> um, have you guys seen that people are domesticating raccoons now also? Yes. Holy Why cow. Are they so cute? Oh, Herbert. No. Oh, no. my God. No, they're so man. cuddly. It's a <laughs> raccoon in the house. Abby, it's not people will adopt anything rather than get a cat. It's people will do anything else rather than go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. No, you maybe think. that's uh-huh. it. 
I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bird Show. All right, so you made a promise, Mo, moving on, uh, in your men's group that you are or are not sure that you can hold now? That's exactly that. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I, um, I think it's one of those situations where, as a guy, it sounds good at first when you talk to your male friends about how men are not always vocal and vulnerable with each other, and we don't necessarily tell each other when we need help. But then when you do get a male friend come to you for help, you realize that it was probably a bad idea to ask him to do that. <laughs> right. And that's kind you of panic? where I am. I'm very, I'm very much in a panic right now. And it's because a few months back, uh, me and three of my friends, it's four of us, we all live in different states. We're all at different places in our lives. But there was a point in our 20s when me and these guys were so close that we saw each other all the time. We spoke all the time. We always knew what was going on with each other's lives. And then obviously you get older, you get lives of your own, things change. And at some point we were going months without speaking to each other. So one of us came up with the idea that we would try when it started in the pandemic, that we would try to Zoom each other at least once a week just to check in with each other and see if there's anything that the group can do for any individual in the group. Once a week turned out to be entirely too much. That didn't work. But we did stick to once a month. So for like the last six or seven months, Every month, we Zoom with each other, and we try to force each other to be genuinely vulnerable 
about whatever you can use your guys' help or advice on. And you, I'm sure, hopefully you have like a, a flat rule that you can't make fun of anybody. This is not one of those times where you can like mm-hmm. make light of stuff or like go at each other or make fun of each other. Well, we do have a rule, but the rule is you have to make fun of each yeah, other. Yeah. Oh, that's, go, goes oh, completely, that's yeah. the way it works. Dudes are different. <laughs> yeah, dudes yes. are different. That's the way we show love. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> you're going to get it. We're going to help you, yeah. but you're going to get these jokes yeah. first. Yeah. Except in this case, because it was so serious that I think we were all kind of like, okay, we might need a woman. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this as guys. And I genuinely realized, as much as we were joking about it, I don't think I've ever once gone to any of my male friends with, like, a serious problem. I I don't think any of us have ever done that with each other. Mm. It's always been something that you can joke about. And then I think this particular time, it was something that we weren't prepared for because it's something that we don't feel comfortable joking about. Uh, question. Uh, I know this might sound weird. Um, are, is your group made up of other black men? Yes. Okay. Well, no, it's one white guy, three black men. Okay. Because I'm in a men's group and it's all white dudes and we got no problem like dumping on each other. No problem. And it's the same. Okay. It's pretty much. And we've all known each other since college. I mean, so we're all very, very close. The thing is, there's one guy in our group who is very, like, believe this or not, he's more introverted than me. Like, this is the only person I've ever met in my life that's way more introverted than me. He'll go three to five months not, not speaking to any of us, and none of us panic. We just know that's that's mm-hmm. just him. Mm-hmm. He goes into his zone, you won't hear from him, and when he pops back up, it's like nothing ever happened. It's like he was never going. So typically... In these groups, it's usually 90% of the time joking, joking, joking. Maybe somebody has something going on in their life, and usually you just really need to vent. That's mostly what it is. You just need your dudes to listen, and then we joke about it. That's how we get through it. So we were completely unprepared for him, especially him, as the guy in the group who is never vulnerable, never wants to speak about his issues, actually coming to the table with, like, a genuine concern. And immediately, as we got on the Zoom, we knew something was off. I mean, he's the biggest jokester of all of us, and he just wasn't joking. He was kind of just sitting there quiet, letting everybody speak. And then one of my other friends asked the question that started it all, which was, how are you doing with this new girl? Because he's been dating, and he's been excited about the woman that he's dating, and they've been dating for a few months. And he was like, well, we're not speaking. So I'm like, what happened? And he says that she goes on a lot of business trips and he doesn't think much of it, but now he's starting to feel like she might be lying. The reason is she did say that she was going on a business trip. She did say that there was going to be some guys there. It's like a group of them, I guess, who all work together. But she never mentioned in the entire time about any one-on-one meetings or dinners with another guy in which we were trying to figure out if is that even something that you you should mention. Like if you know that within these this work group that you're going out with, that there is a particular employee that's of the opposite sex that you may be closer to than everyone else in the group, mm-hmm. and you know that you might end up one on one with them at a dinner as opposed to as a group, is that something that you have to mention to your significant other? He felt like it was like that's something yeah. that he should have known, and so she accidentally FaceTimed him while she was out at the dinner. And he immediately realized that she was only talking to one other guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she realized she FaceTimed him at first. So he listened. And nothing was really said that was like smoking gun. Like, okay, I know something is going on. It was was normal conversation. But just the fact alone that she was there one-on-one with this guy and she presented the information as if it was always a group setting has him feeling like that's enough reason to not trust her. 
Whereas in, to her, her thing is, it really wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't think I needed to tell you that it was only two of us because everybody else had already left. Well, would she have done that if it was a woman? And then she she went one-on-one with a woman to dinner? Would she have mentioned it? Yeah. That's a good point because mm-hmm. that also came up. And no, she wouldn't have said anything about it at all. And I don't think he would have felt like she had to. Yeah. I, here's where I'm a little confused. So it was a group setting, then everybody peeled off and they were alone. Right. It's That's a, her story. Okay. Not that the, just the two of them went out to dinner by themselves. Right. Because those are two different things. They are two Very different, different. things. If she's being honest and everybody peeled off and they were just there hanging out, I don't think you need to tell him, hey, I'm with a dude right now and everybody else left. But if they went out one-on-one, I think you, that's something you got to say, right? Yeah. For me, this is an absolute deal breaker. So I had a friend like this that over a period of time, she was constantly telling me so many different, not even lies, but so many just like bent truths that I just knew that I could never really trust the things that she was telling me. And honestly, it bent up a it, uh, built up a lot of resentment in me because I never really felt like the stories that she was telling me were actually true because I would have to I would always feel like I would have to have follow-up questions like oh well what do you mean by that or what actually happened so honestly like if I'm in his position this would be enough for me to end it because I would never feel like I would be getting the full truth because I feel like you can't trust me with what you say is actually going on and that was kind of my advice to him I'm like regardless of what we tell you if you know she's going to continue to go on these business trips, and if you're already at a place where you don't trust it and you don't trust her, you're going to have to continue to deal with mm-hmm. that. And I feel like it's going to always be an issue for him. So he's kind of at a crossroads on how to handle that. The Bird Show. Is it just my circle of friends, or are you guys finding that more people are coming down with COVID again? No, more people are coming down with COVID. Is it? For yeah. sure. Is that more what the people. stats are showing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's that time of year. Flu, COVID, RSV. Just <laughs> it's all, all the things. Wash your hands, wear a mask, okay. do whatever you got to do. Uh, Mo, mm-hmm. as, as a teenager, if your mom had planned for somewhere for you to go and you were like, no, I don't want to do that, how would she have responded? Go pack your stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would have much of a choice. Is this when he was a kid? As a teenager. Uh-huh. Mo is a teenager. You, your parents have planned something. You're supposed to go somewhere and you're like, no, that's not how I want to spend my time. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have, looking back on it, had much of a choice. My family was pretty big on family time, and it kind of, it wasn't really a uh, if-you-want-to kind of a thing. It was, no, you're a part of this family, and we're about to go enjoy family time. Abby? Oh, yeah, my parents wouldn't have let it fly. Now, as an adult, they've come to respect to how I want to uh, do my holidays. And I, th- I think there's something about turning 18 that just flips the switch in their head mm-hmm. where they're like, you're an adult, so you can decide mm-hmm. how you want to do it. But really, until I graduated college, it was like, whatever we're doing for the holidays, you are also doing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s, and I'm going to Kentucky for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other choice. Uh, now, Bert, uh-huh. your kids, yep. you have teenagers. And I you, have one teenager. Oh, yeah. God, one's yeah. a grown-ass man. Oh, he is. He's 21. He can drink. Yes. Um, so, But you've experienced teenage life uh-huh. and are still in the throes of teenage life with one son. You make And you've done this with your oldest, Hayden. He mm-hmm. didn't want to go on vac- family vacations, and you honored it yep. as a teenager, right? Yeah, he was bringing us all down. <laughs> um, and he just, uh, it wasn't anything that he really enjoyed. I got a lot of flack from uh, about this from listeners going, it's family time. He doesn't understand. Your kid doesn't understand the uh, importance of family time yet. Make him go. Uh, and he was already 18 years old. Um, but 
a lot of times I'll do this with uh, my 16-year-old Hollis also, not necessarily family vacations because we really enjoy doing the same things. But like different events or going here or there, now that he's 16, um, the best advice anybody has ever given me, and it's so easy when it comes to parenting, is you got to meet your kids where they are. So there are some times where he just doesn't, he wants to hang out by himself or hang out with friends. So I allow him to, do, he doesn't have to go to every everything. But then I do think... It puts more value on him when I tell him that this is something you have to go to because I've given him the freedom to say no to other things. So I follow Scary Mommy on Instagram and I saw this post and it was, um, it divided the masses. So the post says, I remember being a teenager. I hated being dragged to family events. I'm not going to do that to my kids. I let them make their own decisions about attending family and other events because I want them to learn how to spend their time with intention. That means teaching them it's okay to decline an invitation to do something they really don't want to do. Feeling obligated is a form of pleasing people. I've struggled with this too, and it's not what I want for them. Um, I, I, it's such a... Um You can't just draw a generalization like that. You know, when Eliza was in the house and she was showing up to Hollis's soccer matches, his championships and stuff like that, it was, I told him it's a fair trade. Like when she is at a swim meet, look, she showed up for your stuff. You got to show up for her stuff. Um, But as far as like family vacations and stuff goes like that. It's a, it's a, just a different animal. I completely agree. Looking back on it, I think my my family did kind of um, force us to do everything. Mm-hmm. I, I would have appreciated the freedom. I mean, most of the time I wanted to go, so it wasn't an issue. But there was a like it was more serious with like Bert said. If it was showing up for each other, you you certainly didn't have a choice. But I think when I have children one day, I would be that way as far as showing up for each other. But if it's vacations. I wouldn't force my kids to go the way my parents did me. One, because I feel like you should have the freedom to make those choices. And two, because I'm cheap. If you don't want me, <laughs> you don't want me to pay for you, that's fine. But so, like, I look at one, I look back on one family vacation, and, you know, we did a big trip out west, and then we also did a big trip up the east coast, right? And the trip up the east coast was when we were a little bit older. And I remember not wanting to go. Like, it was going to, we were going to be in an Astro van for three weeks, hitting up all these historical places. I don't care if I'm going to sit in the same pew at a church as Betsy Betsy Ross did. Like, this is boring. (laughs) And I would not have wanted to go. Looking back now, so glad I got to experience that. And I got Mm -hmm. to see the Liberty Bell and I got to do all those things. So that's where I'm like, as a kid, I don't think you truly can understand and appreciate what your parents have in mind doing certain things like that. And that, yeah, in the moment, you don't want to do it because you're being a bratty teenager. But then down the line, you're like, God, my parents really loved me and wanted to educate me and wanted me to have those experiences. Well, I think a lot of those obligatory like vacations and family events, like going to Thanksgiving or going to Christmas are because your parents want you to have like a close relationship with your family. So I think there's to some extent, like I think it's good when kids go along with it, because obviously like not everyone has the luxury of like, okay, well, we'll just put you in daycare for a week while we're up in the mountains. But also like getting to experience things and then understanding why you would be making the decision to take a step back later on in life if that was like not your thing as you got older. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I'm kind of going through this a little bit right now. So my son Hollis, my 16 year and I, 16 year old and I are going to South America for Thanksgiving. He is a huge soccer fan. So we're going big and we're going to go see Brazil play Argentina, but we're also going paragliding. We're doing whitewater rafting. We're doing all sorts of things that my 21 year old absolutely 
absolutely hates to do. So he's not going on this trip. Uh, but I asked him to go and he said he didn't want to do it. But it would be really interesting because it hasn't come up yet where we do a trip for Hayden. And I ask Hollis if he wants to go and look at anime and he wants to watch movies. And um, I think I would be the exact same way if he doesn't want to do that because that's not his vibe. Then he doesn't have to go. I like I immediately ran to the comments and the common denominator is this post sucks. You're raising a title kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Travis Kelsey is reacting to Taylor Swift, hard launching them at her concert. To talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's your breaking Tavis news now on The Burt Show. A new episode of the New Heights podcast dropped this morning, and Travis Kelsey is revealing how he really felt about that lyric change in Taylor Swift's song Karma, where she said, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. When I heard it come out of her mouth, uh, still shocked me. And uh, Yeah, you could tell in the video. I was like, it was pretty. Oh, sh- she really just said that. You were that. so shocked. Uh, you left Scott hanging. <sighs> Scott's over here looking for a high five. Yeah, Mr. Swift, I apologize, big guy. Oh, man, <laughs> I missed that. I never miss a high five, too. Big high five guy. It's the most electric thing you can do in a, at an event. And uh, so, sorry, Mr. Sweet. He even had your Chiefs lanyard on. Got him onto, over here to the good side, baby. Scott. You know what I'm saying? What are we doing, Scott? Just just one by one, getting all the good good ones. What are you guys laughing about? Just go ahead and play it one more time. Mm-hmm. Again? Just really quick. Go ahead, Tommy. No, not that. The, the clip. When I heard it come out of her mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? We're, we're immature. Don't you guys both it. look at each other and start laughing. Really? Yeah, the moment. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I thought we were laughing about what a nerd he is. That he's so obviously trying to impress his potential father-in-law, Scott Swift. And he was like, yeah, doing a high five is the most electric thing you can do at a concert. Like, okay, buddy, like you're really having a rager back there by yourself. Have you guys ever had an electric high five? Oh, oh. yeah. What no? Yeah. When is that? Oh my! Like if you're at a, a like if I'm at a, a dogs game yeah. or I'm yeah. at yeah, and they score or something amazing happens and you're high fiving hard with strangers around you or your family that's next to you. Oh, oh hell okay. yeah! Football games, yeah, I've done okay. it. Sure. It's electric, uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that's what it was called. But yeah, yeah, hell yeah. 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 You've never right. done that. Well, you root for Kentucky, so it wouldn't happen. Oh. Oh. We also have basketball. You realize that, right? That's a football school now. (laughs) All right. Well, Travis might be coming for his girlfriend's top spot on the charts because now he has a new single coming out. So the Eagles are putting... Travis has a single coming out? Oh, yeah. And it's it's not BS. It's not like he has some kind of like SoundCloud rap I'm about to play for you. It's a legit song. So the Eagles put out a Christmas album last year and they're doing it again this year. But this time around, Jason had the idea to have Travis featured on the perfect song for them. You were handsome. You were pretty. Nope. That was the wrong one. Other one. This would do really well if it was actually you and Travis. I'm going to ask Trev. Go, Trev. Uh, we're here recording the uh, Christmas album, and the, the guys have an idea that maybe uh, you could hop on. It's like two people fighting, but then they really love each other. It kind of works really good for our relationship. I think it could be a look at the relationship of two brothers and how much you're wrapped up in your family's lives and how much that impacts where you end up in life. Glad you came. It'll be fun. Yeah. There we go. I thought it was It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. 
So it's a Christmas song um, to, that they're doing together called Fairy Tale of Philadelphia. It dropped today. What, what is what, what? I'm confused. What? Why are we, so we? This is so weird. Why what is this happening? weird? Travis Kelsey Football players recording songs is weird. It did. They did it last year. It was a smash hit. So of course they're going to do it again. It it's, was. I don't yes. remember it. Who did? Yeah, I remember the Eagles, Eagles. Apparently they had a Christmas song. I don't remember. They had that. a Christmas album with all the what? players singing really? on it. Yes, and I they're doing it again, again this year. And so here's a clip of Travis and Jason Kelsey's duet called Fairy Tale of Philadelphia. You were handsome, you were pretty, you're the king of South Philly. When the band finished playing, they howled out for more. The leathers were swinging, all the drums they were singing. We fought on a corner, then danced through the night. The sound of the silver ages choir. We're going to let the chief steal the show? Hell no. Bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. I'm so confused. Oh, this is so weird. Can I not make it any plainer? The Eagles have a Christmas album that Travis Kelsey would be featured on. Well, the first thing I thought of was like the legitimate band, the Eagles, that you were talking about, oh, okay. not the football team. Right. I did not go there. That was the first thing. What? And the second thing is they put out an entire, that sells well outside of Philadelphia. So much so that this is the second time around they're doing it. What? Right? I That's no my idea. first time hearing about this. So, now you can celebrate with the Eagles and Travis Kelsey, the future Mr. Swift. Well, and it doesn't feel right that Travis would be on an, an Eagles album. But it's his brother. A, it yeah. doesn't matter. Nah, if, I, if I'm his teammate, I'm still mad at him. Yeah. You well, can't yeah. do that. Well, that's why they said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you listen to the clip. That, that's still freaking weird. Yeah, there are a handful of people that have their... Uh, panties in the twist about it, but I, I think it's going to do so well for sales because there's so much hype around Travis right now that it only benefits them. No, for sure. The last time I remembered the NFL doing some kind of song was, when there's some kind of shuffle? The Bears. The mm. Chicago Bears. Yeah. That was uh, the, 1985. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the NFL's long overdue. Yeah. Well, the album drops in a month, so maybe we could do a full-on review for it. Oh, wow. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. Listen. It's the Burt Show. Shady or not, is it shady that she doesn't want to buy Christmas gifts for her brother-in-law's stepkids? I mean, at some point, you do have to draw a line on how many presents you're getting for everybody in the family, right? Yeah, but if it's your brother-in-law's... Brother-in-law's stepkids. So there's zero zero blood, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. my husband's brother. So her husband's brother... And it's his stepkids. So the woman he married. I mean, technically, it's your niece. It's your stepniece and nephews. Okay. Let's read the email. Hey, Bert Show. I could really use your advice. I'm particularly interested in what Cassie and Kristen have to say as the mothers of the group. I would like to remain anonymous to protect the innocent. LOL. So I've recently made amends with my in-laws after almost a year of not speaking. Just a bit of background. My husband's brother, my brother-in-law, and I had a falling out that involved his new wife. My husband got involved and we both stopped speaking to his brother and his brother's wife. We've recently sat down with this brother and talked things out and are now on good terms with this brother, but still have not spoken to the wife. Here's where the advice comes in. Last Christmas, we sent Christmas gifts to my nieces and nephew like we always do. This was during the time when we weren't speaking to his brother, but we didn't want to take it out on the kids naturally because we have such a great bond with them. His brother and his new bride had recently given birth to a baby girl a few months prior, but since we hadn't spoken to him throughout the pregnancy, we had 
had never met the baby. My initial thought was to only purchase gifts for my nieces and nephews that I had the relationships with, the kids from his previous marriage. After speaking with some friends, they told me it would be petty not to get the new baby a gift because she was still my husband's niece, even though we weren't speaking to his brother. I reluctantly bought a gift for the baby too and had all the gifts sent to my brother-in-law's house on Christmas. On Christmas Day, my husband and I received thank you texts from his brother. A few days later, my husband's mom, my mother-in-law, calls saying that they will be returning the baby's gift because we did not get his stepkids, his wife has two children from a previous relationship, gifts also. My mother-in-law explained that if we went out and bought two more gifts for the other two children, they would gladly keep the baby's gift. Of course, this really pissed me off and I (laughs) vowed to never purchase a gift for his brother and, and new wife's baby again. Obviously, this doesn't apply to my other nieces and nephews, just the child that they have together. It is important to know that they let my other nieces and nephew, my brother-in-law's kids from his previous marriage, keep their gifts. Now that we have settled things between his brother, Christmas is in a few weeks, and I want to know, is it shady to only buy gifts for my nieces and nephew from his previous marriage? I understand that they want things to be equal, but at the same time, with a blended family, things are never equal. I'm certain that my brother-in-law's stepkids are getting gifts from their dad's side of the family that the baby isn't getting. Since we still are not speaking to his wife, I really don't care to buy any of her children gifts. Christmas is expensive and they have eight children between the two of them. So I think it's unreasonable for them to expect everyone to buy gifts for all eight children. I do not know the stepkids. I don't know their likes, their interests and have only met them once when my brother-in-law first started dating his wife. The kids are young, all under the age of five and really won't know the difference. Should I buy gifts for all the kids or only buy for my nieces and nephews like I do every year? My husband would be fine with buying gifts for any of the kids, but I see them all the time and I know they will ask why we didn't send gifts this year. Plus, I enjoy buying them gifts and spending time with them. Any advice you can give? would be greatly appreciated. You talk about an amazing example of the spirit of Christmas. Here it is. <laughs> I'll be I'm going to buy with, gifts for these children, yeah. but not these children. I'll be honest with you. I'm having a hard time focusing now at the end of the show, so I only caught about 45 seconds of that. So talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Um, so I think it's very petty, and I think it's very shady if you buy gifts for two of the kids and not the other kids. I... I I know it can be expensive, and I mean, the only situation that I can use for my personal life that is somewhat similar is I always, my girlfriends, and we're like aunties to all of these kids and stuff like that, Um, but my thing is I send all the kids um, pajamas every year, Christmas pajamas, and my, one of my friends has stepkids, and they're, they're a little bit older, so I don't send them pajamas, but I send them $15 Target gift cards because I don't want them to feel left out. Um, They didn't do anything and that's not fair to them. So what you're doing is you're taking your anger for, for, you're taking your anger for your mother-in-law and for your sister-in-law out on these kids and that's not fair. 
Uh, I remember being a kid in a blended family, and I was the kid that was technically the step kid in the family. And I remember when my sisters would get gifts from my stepdad's side of the family, and I wouldn't. Mm. And I wasn't mad about it, but it it did kind of make me feel like I wasn't a true part of the family like my sisters were. I remember always feeling like there was a separation there, and that was one of the reasons. So I think because I lived it, Mm. I don't know if I would call it shady, but I don't think it's the right thing to do. Because the kids have nothing to do with any of that. I get the logic in it, but if you're going to get gifts for one or two of the kids in the household, then I think the right thing to do is to get gifts for all of the kids in the household, regardless of their step or not. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. This is a ridiculous request by your brother-in-law. It is very unfair, and it is incredibly rude of them to return the baby gift. However, I'm excited for you because this is a big opportunity in your life. You have every right to feel angry and annoyed that you're going to have to dish out more money. This is an opportunity for you to have some personal growth and take the high road and do something different. You can acknowledge that you're annoyed and angry about it, and I would agree with you, but then you can say, but... Can my actions make those kids feel more welcome and included in this family? Yes. Can it cost me 10 bucks or I could get a teddy bear because you said they're all under five. Send them one gift and your act of kindness is going to help you grow as a person and it's going to help those kids feel more included. It's not about the parents. It's about your interaction with some kids in a new environment and in a blended family and what you can do to make them feel more at home. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And this is a great opportunity for you. It's what Jesus wants you to do. Yeah. And, you know, it is his birthday after all. Yep, facts. And Santa would want you to do it too. Okay. Both, <laughs> Both Santa and Jesus are down with kindness. Uh, they got a group text together. They're like, hey, <laughs> Don't be an a-hole this Christmas. It's <laughs> a bird show. Thanks for listening. Get more bird show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at the bird show.